Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. Greetings. This is Chris from We Hate Bards, and... We're about to embark on another solo adventure. Yeah, so it's a uh, quarantine 2020, and uh, yeah, if uh, you're, you're following um, various state guidelines, uh, we're in Michigan, so uh, everything shut down, and uh, you can't go anywhere. You shouldn't be going somewhere anywhere. You should be staying home, washing your hands, so you don't get sick. You don't get other people sick. But in lieu of that, um, there's not really much uh, gaming to do. You know, can't have Ben over to play a solo role-playing, can't do rune quests. We're doing that online, though, so shh. Uh, but, so what are you going to do? You know, so decided, hey, why not get a bunch of the old fighting fantasy solo adventure game books, which I purchased a while ago, but never had a chance to kind of go through and kind of run some more uh, solo stuff, which I haven't done in a while, which I, I think that's a, a, a detriment on my part. I should probably do more of that, which more coming. I have um, back some various zines on Kickstarter, which uh, are going to be like solo role-playing stuff. So I uh, look forward to that in the future. But tonight we are going to do the first of one of many because uh, I had a secret stash went to a local um, uh, used bookstore. Oh my goodness, must have been like a six months ago. And uh, just on a whim, found a bunch of the old fighting fantasy game books. And not just like any ones, like the old, old ones, like from like the 80s. You know, I've got, uh, you know, Forest of Doom, Isle of Lizard King, uh, Death Trap Dungeon, you know, all the good ones. And my personal favorite, which I've been trying to get a hold of forever, it is Freeway Fighter. It's basically the best Mad Max knockoff thing ever. So, look forward to that. But tonight, we're going to do uh, The Warlock of Firetop Mountain uh, by Steve Jackson and Ian Livingstone. Uh, but this I actually had bought. It is uh, the first of the Fighting Fantasy series, but it is uh, a reprint of the old ones from the 80s like this is a bigger copy uh like the word font is bigger like the old ones are uh like actual very small paperback size you know about like you know six seven inches by you know probably like nine inches uh these ones are like a little bit bigger uh, word fonts a little bit bigger um also i think they have new artwork in them if i'm correct um it looks actually a little um I don't know, not as good as the old artwork, I think. Because some of the old artwork in these books is just, I mean, it's just, it, it's something phenomenal and 80s-tastic. I mean, it's just so good. It's something so purely, like, 80s, choose-your-own-adventure type of artwork. It's it's just great. So, if you've never played one of these before, um, it's a very simple system. It uses 4D6 uh, dice. Uh, two of them are used for, uh, like, monsters, and two of them are used for you, for combat. Um, so let's start it out with uh, going through and making a character. So uh, unlike the other ones, it has you go to the back of the book uh, to start the character. So we got three stats, uh, starting out skill, stamina, luck. Uh, so roll one die, add six to that number, and enter that in the total skill box. Okay? All right, so 
Oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's a seven. Ooh, that's not good. And mind you, I'm just going to roll through this and I'm just going to play through this straight up. Like, there's going to be multiple sessions of this. I'm just going to play it till I die and try and play uh, according to my things. So I'm going to look into not fight a lot of people because that really sucks. Uh, stamina. So let's roll uh, both dice. So Tuesday at total that number. Eight. So 20. So I'm not going to soar, but I can take a beating. Uh, add six, and that will add to my luck. Five. Ooh, not bad. So that's 11. So I'm lucky. I can take a beating. Uh, not very skillful. So Rex, it tells you how to basically do battles. And I'm not going to go through all this before, uh, you know, it's basically you roll 2d6, add your skill, add 2d6 for the monster, add their skill, whoever's on top does damage, basically. And there's a rule for adding, like, luck to reduce damage um, or add more damage, but, like, if you fail, like, it's not very good. Uh, you know, the st typical, like, if you push your luck, you know, bad things happen. So uh, you can restore skill, stamina, and luck. Uh, you can push it up, but not that much. Okay, so you do get provisions, uh, which is you get ten provisions. You can eat them before you can eat them to get four stamina back, but only one at a time. Uh, it looks like equipment. So I also get a potion. So I'm going to potion. Write that down. Um, choose one of the following: potion of skill, um, restores skill points; motion of strength, restores stamina points; a portion of luck, restores luck points. Ooh, potion may be taken any time during the adventure. Taking a measure of potion will restore skill, stamina, luck scores, initial level. The point of fortune will increase your initial luck score. Well, even though I don't want to, I am going to have to take a potion of skill. Because if my skill gets any lower, I'm going to be boned. So, uh, then hints on play. There's only one way, true way, through the Warlock Dungeon. It'll probably take you several attempts to find it. That is several attempts. Try, like... Hundreds of attempts. Well, to let you know, I've uh, used to be obsessed with these types of books. Um, and I used to have House of Hades, uh, which I think they renamed House of Hell, which if you haven't listened to it, it's on a previous. I did it with uh, Ben and Alex, I think, where they were like, oh, we're going to do it. And yeah, it totally died. Um, very difficult, extremely difficult. Um, the logic is not there in like, what to do, so you have to really like go from one step to the next. We shall see if this is you know, just like that as well. So, your adventure awaits. May your stamina never fail. Now turn over. Oh no, I gotta read the background first, sorry. Um, so, give you a little heads up. I have read some of this book and played it with uh, my daughter a little bit, but not that much. So I do have a little inkling of some of the stuff in the beginning of the book, which uh, unfortunately I will just use to my best advantage, I'm not gonna lie. But the other books I had, the other four, I have not read anything into them, so... I could die a horrible death or something really bad could happen, but it's also been like a year since I've read this book. So, the background. On only a foolhardy adventurer would embark on such a perilous quest without first finding out as much as possible on the mountain and its treasures. Before your arrival at the foot of Firetop Mountain, you spent several days with the town folks of a local village some Tuesday's journey from the base. Being a likable sort of person, you found it easy to get on with the local peasants. Although they uh, told many stories about the mysterious warlock sanctuary, you could not feel sure that all, or indeed any, of these were based on facts. The villagers had seen many adventures pass through on their way to the mountain, but very few ever returned. The journey ahead was extremely dangerous. That you knew, that you knew for certain. Of those who returned to the village, none con contemplated going back to Firetop Mountain. 
There seemed to be some truth in the rumor that the warlock's treasure was stored in a magnificent chest with two locks, and the key to these locks was guarded by various creatures within the dungeon. The warlock himself was a sorcerer of great power. <laughs> oh no, that's not good. Uh, with my skill of seven with my weak wrists, it's not good. Uh, okay, some described him as old, others as young. Some said his power came from an enchanted deck of cards, others from the silky black gloves that he wore. The entrance to the mountain was guarded by a pack of warty-faced goblins, stupid creatures, fond of their food and drink. Towards the inner chambers, the creatures became more fearsome. To reach the inner chambers, you would have to cross a river. The ferry service was regular, but the ferryman enjoyed a good barter, so you should have saved a gold piece for the trip. The locals also encouraged you to keep a good map of your wanderings, for without a map, you would end up hopelessly lost within the mountains. Oh, well, I'm not going to keep a map. I'm not a map kind of guy. Well, actually, I am. I would create a map, but I don't really have uh, room here to do that. When it finally came to your day of leaving, the whole village turned out to wish you a safe journey. Oh, boy. Tears came to the eyes of many of the women, young and old alike. You couldn't help but wondering whether there, there were tears of sorrow shed by the eyes which would never see you alive again. All right, so turn over the page. Okay. All right, starting out. So, you know, I haven't given my name uh, to my character. Usually don't give a name. Usually it's me. Let's just call him uh, Donnie. So old, so so Donnie, Donnie the Brave. Why not give him a little title? Self, self, you know, given of course, you know. So Donnie the Brave, uh, skill seven, stamina twelve, luck eleven, ten provisions. He's got a potion of skill. Uh, yeah, and he's got like his weapons and stuff like that. And probably let's put down gear over here. What he's got? Okay. So, at the last, uh, at last, your two-day hike is over. You unsheath your sword, lay it on the ground, and sigh with relief as you lower yourself down in the mossy rocks that sit for a moment's rest. You stretch, rub your eyes, and finally look up at Firetown Mountain. The very mountain itself looks menacing. The steep face in front of you looks to have been savaged by the claws of some gargantuan beast. Sharp, rocky crags jut out of the natural angles. At the top of the mountain, you can see the eerie red coloring, perhaps some strange vegetation, which has given the mountain its name. Perhaps no one will ever know exactly what grows up there, as climbing the peak must surely be impossible. Your quest lies ahead of you. Across the clearing is a dark cave entrance. You pick up your sword, get to your feet, and consider what dangers may lie ahead. But with determination, you thrust your sword home into its scabbard and approach the cave. You peer into the dark gloom to see slimy walls with pools of water on the stone floor in front of you. The air is cold and dank. You light your lantern and step warily into the blackness. Cobwebs brush your face, and you hear the scurrying of tiny feet. Rats, most likely. You set off into the cave. After a few yards, you arrive at a junction. Will you turn west or east? Ooh. Let's turn mm -mm -mm, west. So go to page 71. Okay. So, there is a right-hand turn to the north in the passage. Cautiously, you approach a sentry post on the corner, and as you look in, you can see a strange goblin-like creature in leather armor sleep at his post. You try to tiptoe past him. Test your luck. If you are lucky, he does not wake up and remains snoring loudly. Turn to page 301. If you are unlucky, you step on a crunch on some loose ground. His eyes flick open. Well, let's, well, I got 11 at my luck, so basically I have to roll under, and if I roll 12, then he wakes up. 9. So... I slowly tiptoe past. So go to page 301. Okay. You turn left. Okay. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Let me see. Is that the correct one? Uh, I'm, I like some some of these have. Uh, I can remember. Uh, they're not quite. Uh, 
right in some places. Like they get all messed up sometimes and that can really kind of throw you off. And I don't think, I want to, just to make sure here. So 278. And 71. Sorry about this, folks, but I don't want to get off course because then it could be all sorts of weird. So uh, if you don't wake him, North Valley, turn to page 301. That's the one. Okay. So you turn left. On the west face of the passage, there is a rough cut wooden door. You listen at the door and can hear a rasping sound, which may be some sort of creature snoring. Do you want to open the door? If so, turn to page 82. If you wish to press northwards, turn to page 208. Well, of course we're going to investigate. We're an adventurer. Like, what? Like, pfft. You know, see what's inside. So the door opens into a small, smelly room. In the center of the room is a rickety wooden table on which stands a lit candle. Underneath the table is a small wooden box. Asleep on the straw mattress in the far corner of the room is a short, stocky creature with an ugly, warty face. The same sort of creature that you found asleep at the sentry post. He must be the guard for the night watch. You either turn to the corridor and press northwards, turn page 208, or creep into the room and try to take the box without waking the creature. If you want to steal the box, test your luck. If you are lucky, he does not wake up. Turn to page 147. If you are unlucky, turn to page 33. Well, if Donnie is anything, he's a lucky chap. And with a 7, he's going to sneak in. And he's going to take that box. So turn to page 147. So, you leave the room and open the box in the passage. Inside, you find a single gold piece and a small mouse, which must have been the creature's pet. You keep the coin and release the mouse, who scurries off down the passageway. Gain two luck. So, and I believe that you can't, uh, luck, you can't gain more than your original. Okay. If you know, da 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 da, consequences. Okay, so using luck in battles, um, restoring skill, stamina, and luck. Okay, skill, skill, da 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 da, your stamina, uh, uh-uh. You have additional luck awarded when you have been lucky. You remember that as with skill and stamina, luck may never exceed your initial value. Okay, so I got 11, so it's topped out at 11. I can't get any more luck. I'm like the luckiest guy ever. So, but I do get a gold piece. I'm going to write that down. Because I remember from that uh, talking with those filthy, filthy, I mean, I mean, very generous villagers that they said that um, the passage, the guy who varied, I would need a gold piece. So, that's very lucky of me. So, turn to page 208. Okay. Okay. So for the passage along the west wall, you see another door. You listen at it, but hear nothing. If you want to try opening the door, turn to page 397. If you want to continue northwards, turn to page 363. Well, of course I'm going to open the door. I mean, I just opened the other one. So let's go to page 397 and see if I can't get some more stuff. The door opens to reveal a small room with a stone floor and dirty walls. There's a stale smell in the air. In the center of the room is a makeshift wooden table on which is standing a lit candle. Underneath the table is a small box. What's with the boxes? In the far corner of the room is a straw mattress. You may either open the box or leave the room. <sighs> Let's open the box. Come on. Come on. I'm feeling, I'm, fe I'm feeling lucky. So, the box is light, but something rattles within. You open the lid and a small snake darts out and bites you on the wrist. You want to fight the snake? I don't want to fight the snake. Okay, so first battle. So, I have a skill of seven. And uh, he has a skill of five and two stamina. So each each attack does basically two damage. So if I'm able to get him good on this first attack, I'll be able to kill him basically. All right. So so he rolled uh, an eight. So that's thirteen. I rolled a five. The seven. Oh, 17. So he does damage to me. So I am down to eighteen stamina. Well, let's do it again. Uh, so he got four. Nine, I got two, uh, and that also equals nine. And I think with when we both 
get the same amount. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, let's see. Thank you. Uh, 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 and let me see. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let me If the attack strength is higher, you've wounded the creature. And it has wounded you. Both the same. You both miss. So okay. So we both miss. So I got. We got to roll again. Uh, so that's 11 plus 5 is 16. 10 plus 7 is, tr is uh, 17. 17. So I did damage so I got that snake in half. I got to step on its stupid snake face. Okay. So 140, and then turn to page 145. Well, that's what I get for being gutsy. So the box has fallen to the ground during the fight with the snake, and out has fallen a, fallen a bronze colored key with the number 99 carved into it. Ooh, all right, bronze key. 99 that's probably going to be the page number because often like they have special things like you find a key with this on it and you know later it'll be like you know if you have the bronze key go to the page number it lists so okay uh you may take this key with you note on the equipment list and leave the room add one luck point and turn to 363 like what is like the i think they really expect you to like just burn luck like crazy here um because they're really generous with giving it out so which is this interesting so 363 so further out the passage, on the west wall, you see another similar door. You listen to the door and grimace to hear the worst singing you have ever heard in your life. Do you want to go into the room to investigate the hideous din, or rock out the passageway? I mean, let's, let's see what let's see what's in there. Okay, the door is a small room. The room is dirty, unkept. A straw mattress lies in one corner. In the center of the room is a wooden table on which a candle burns. The lighting of the room is uh, with its flickering flame. A small box rests under the table. Again with the boxes. Seated around the table are two small creatures with warty skin dressed in leather armor. They are drinking some sort of grog, and by the way they stagger to their feet on your arrival, you assume they are very drunk. You either draw your sword and leap forward at them, or slam the door quickly and run up the passage. Uh, I'm feeling gutsy. I mean, I'm not very skillful, but they look drunk. I think we could, I think we could take them. I think we could beat them. Okay. So, the two drunken orcs you now face are obviously startled by your entrance. Uh, and as quickly as they are able, they fumble around with their weapons. You must attack each one in turn. The drunkenness allows you to add one point to your dice roll. Oh, okay, when, when rolling to work out your attack strength during each round. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Okay, so their skill is 5, their stamina is 4 and 5. So, the first orc, I'm just going to just, just just beat on him. Uh-oh, I dropped the dice. Okay, so, oh, that's not good. So he got 9, 14, 3, 10. Oh, that's not good. So he uh, uh, he damages me. We got to fight again. Oh, this isn't good, folks. This isn't good. Okay. Okay, that time I I cut him down. Uh, do two points of damage. Uh, six, seven. Okay, and that one I just, you know, gut him. Uh, second, second orc. A little bit tougher. Uh, five, six. Uh, yep. Two points of damage. Four, five, yeah, two points of damage. Last attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like 16 to like 11. Oh, yeah. I just cut them both down. Oh, feeling kind of, you know, like tough, you know, like I'm a tough guy. I beat up a bunch of drunk, a bunch of drunk orcs. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, drunk orcs. You know, it's like beating up children. Okay. So, uh, if you win the battle, turn to page 378. Okay. Uh, also, Right now, I am going to eat one of my provisions. Uh, let's see. So, so I'm going to put myself back up to twenty because I, I even know like I, I just want to keep myself topped off because 
I have had a couple of fights in this game, which is like, you fight the giant, and like, he's just wailing on you. So I want to be able to have that full stamina. Okay. So, page 378. Hmm. Bunch of dumb orcs. All right. You wipe the blood from your sword on the mattress. The green blood leaves a slimy stain on the straw. Stepping over the bodies toward the table, you flinch at the foul stench of the creatures. You pick up the box from under the table and examine it. It is a small wooden box with crude hinges. The name Fagio di Maggio is inscribed in the brass nameplate. With the lid, if you wish to open the box, turn to page 296. Decide to leave it behind and leave the room to page 42. I didn't beat up these orcs for nothing. 296. We're going to look in the box. Uh, the box contains a small leather-bound book entitled The Making of and Casting of Dragonfire. Okay, folks. So that was a good call. Uh, you open the page and begin to read. Fortunately, it is written in your own language, and so probably not understood by the orcs. Otherwise, the treasure would certainly be as loosely guarded as it was. The book is written in tiny handwriting by Fagio di Maggio. In it, he tells the story of his life's work, the creation of the Dragonfire spell, for which to fight evil dragons. Read how, in his last years, Fagio finally uh, perfected his spell, but then was too old to make use of it. So he completed his book, locked it in a chest, and hid it in the depths of Firetop Mountain, afraid that it might fall into the wrong hands. The last page reads, oh, it's actually got a thing. And so, you who hold this book, you have my life's work in your hands. The power of destruction is yours if you wish it, but do not waste it. Unless you use the spell for the purpose for which it was intended, you shall be consumed by evil itself and die by the fire from your own hands. Remember, only when the dragon breathes its fire at you should you raise your arms and say, Ekil Erif, Akam Erif, 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 Dimagio. You say the words slothfully. Uh, suddenly, pages seem to glow and the book disappears. S uh, so do the words in the page. You repeat the spell to yourself and memorize it and leave the room. Okay, so I'm going to put down under my gear, I'm going to put Dragonfire spell. I hope I don't have to use it. Okay, leave the room. Turn to page 42. Okay, I'll probably fall in a pit and die So before I even get to fight a dragon. That's how some of these, that's how these games work. So... Okay, 42. You eventually arrive at the end of the passage at a three-way junction. You may either turn west or turn east. Mm, mm, west. 257. Okay. The passageway runs uh, straight for several meters and then ends at a wooden door. You listen to the door and hear angry shouting come from within. Will you investigate or turn back? Uh, let's investigate. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, so, uh, you open the door to a large room. A large chair behind a solid-looking table says to you that someone or someone of rank uses this room. A chest in the center catches your eye. In the corner room stands a, a man-sized creature with a warty face, standing over a smaller creature of similar race. With the whip in hands, the orc chieftain has been beating his servant, who is whimpering beneath him. Will you attack them both? Spring at the chieftain and hope that his servant will aid you. Leave the room and head back to your junction. Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping, that's a tough one. I think, I think orcs and, and goblins in general are usually cowardly types of creatures. So I think that if I prove myself the stronger person and like beat on the chief a little bit, the guy will turn on him. Uh, so page, let's turn to page 65, hoping he turns on him. So... You spring at the chieftain. His servant rises to his feet, picks up a hefty wooden stick, and joins the melee. Uh, but to disappointment, he attacks you, ungrateful wretch. Seeing this, you may escape through the door down the corridor, 
or continue the fight. Turn to page 372. If you choose to escape, uh, you suffer normal escaping penalties. Uh, oh, orcs! Oh, okay. Uh, let's continue the fight. Turn to page 372. Uh, of course. Of course he's going to aid his person. Okay. So, 372. Ooh, that's not good. Okay. The battle commences. So, let's beat on the servant first. And then beat on the chieftain. Well, I'm kind of super mad at the servant. So, at least, I, if I die in this combat, like, that, that, that guy's dying with me. So, uh, that's three, that's ten, seven, and that's twelve, so he does two points of damage to me. Not good. Let's continue on with the fight. He does more damage to me. Sixteen. That's the one thing about these fighting fantasy books. Um, basically, they're heavily stat-dependent. Uh, like, in some of these fights, like, if you get in a fight, like, no, like, you're toast if you don't have, like, at least, like, an eight or nine. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, so then I I cut him up one time. Uh, he has three stamina, so I gotta beat him one more time, and that'll get him. Uh, so I cut the servant down. Take that, you scumbag little orc person. You should have you should have turned on him. You know, I would have been merciful to you, or at least kept you around for a little bit. But now I gotta fight the orc chieftain, who basically has the same skill as I do. So basically, it's all die rolls. It's completely random. Uh, so yeah, so I do a couple damage to him, reduces stamina to four, reduces stamina to two. Ooh, ooh, I see, once I get, once I get a taste of blood, I get bloodthirsty. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's, and just, you know, once you get that taste of blood, I just, just go for it, and I just cut him down. Uh, if you defeat them both, turn to page 21, which I did, and I killed them. So turn to page 21, let's go back to 21. Uh, uh, also, at this time, I'm also going to eat another provision. Uh, I know I'm kind of chewing them up, and they said to, like, you know, make use to be okay with that. But I'm, no, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stay topped off. The green blood of the dead orc smells foul as it seeps from their bodies. You step around the corpses and investigate the chest. It's a sturdy fare made of strong oak and iron. It's firmly locked. We try to smash it with your sword to improve the green. Oh, turn to page 339, or leave it alone and go through the open door. Well, let's try to smash it with my sword. I, my, my skill is junk, so let's see. 339. I don't like this. Okay. The lock was obviously inadequate. It flies off and lands on the floor several meters away. Oh, I didn't have to make a roll. You lift the heavy lid and your eyes wide. You see gold sheen come from within. A fair number of gold pieces are inside. In one corner lies a small black bottle with a tight glass stopper. Containing a liquid of some kind. Also in the chest is a silky black glove. But as you are admiring this treasure, you hear a soft click and you wince in pain as a small dart shoots forward into your stomach. Roll one die and abstract that number of points from your stamina to determine the effect of the poison of the dart tip. To determine the effect of the poison. Uh, dart tip. You're still alive. Turn to page 201. Oh. I'm going to write this stuff down. So I got there is. Uh, there is. A black bottle tight stopper okay black bottle tight stopper also I'm a notorious like note taker um, if anyone's ever played a game with me I keep track of everything and I mean everything and fully expect three years down the line to me to pull something out that I, I had that everybody's forgotten about so black liquid uh, silky black glove black glove 
Uh, and I'll just put gold pieces. Okay, turn to page two. Oh, I gotta, I gotta subtract my stamina. Three, so I'm down to seventeen. Sucks. All right, two hundred one. Hopefully, uh, watch. It's gonna be some type of poison and kill me if I drink it. Okay. Uh, you sink the floor. You pull the dart and decide to bandage the wound. That gives you some relief, but you still feel weak. Decide to take it easy and examine the contents of the chest. But if you wish, you may eat some provisions here. There are twenty-five gold pieces. Boom, boom, boom. Ching, 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 ching. Uh, and the label on the bottle shows to be potion of invisibility. The glove is a mystery. You may put all of them. Uh, you may put all of them into your haversack and leave the room. <laughs> potion invisibility. Okay. Uh, turn to page two ninety three. Ooh. Okay. That's cool. I got a potion invisibility. Invisibility invisible is fun. You okay? You arrive back at the junction in the passage and walk straight eastward. Turn to page one thirteen. Okay. Gotcha. Keep going. 113. Okay. You arrive at another junction in the passage. You may either go northwards or continue eastward. Well, we do want to go, we want to keep going into the mountain. So let's go northward. Turn to page 285. Okay. Uh, you see a well used door on the right hand, east side of the passage. Uh, with your ear to the keyhole, you listen to hear a man screaming for help inside. We open the door. Or walk on. Of course we're going to open the door. We can't just leave this guy to die in here. Turn to page 213. We can't just let him, you know, horribly beaten. Uh, the door is locked. You may try to charge it down by rolling two dice. If the number rolled is equal or less than your skill score, the door bursts open. If the number is greater than your skill score, the door remains locked. Lose one stamina point for your blue shoulder. Any, any progress of the passage. Oh, this sucks. Okay. Well, I do have a seven. So seven is the most common number rolled, but then again, it should be a 12. Okay, so I have to basically roll a seven or lower. And I do, I roll a six. So uh, the door bursts open, turn to page 36. Okay, uh, the, the door bursts open and a nauseating stench fills your nostril. Inside the room floor is covered with bones, rotting vegetation and slime. A wild haired old man clothed in rags rushes at you screaming. His beard is long gray and he's waving an old wooden chair leg. Is he simply insane as he appears or has it been some kind of trap? You may either shout at him to try and calm down or draw your sword and attack him. Let's try and calm him down. Like, he seems like a crazy chap. You shout, You're freed, old man! at the top of your voice. Instantly, his ranting cease. He stops dead in his tracks and sinks to the floor, weeping loudly. As he gradually composes himself, he thanks you many times. You talk with him in the hopes of discovering some of the secrets of the mountain, and he begins to tell his story. Many years ago, he was an adventurer like you in search of the warlock's treasure. He was captured by orcs and thrown into a solitary cell as a sort of pet for the creatures. You ask whether he would like company you into the mountain, but he simply wants to leave and see the world again. He asks you for advice, but he says that he knows little. He advises you to pay your respects to the boatman. He tells you that you must pull the right-hand lever on the wall. Hold on, I'm going to write this down. Right-hand lever uh, on the wall ahead to the open the iron gate in the passage. Um, he also uh, he also learned that the keys to the boathouse are guarded by a man, his dog. You shake hands, leave the room, and go your separate ways. Add one luck. Turn to page 314. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, not bad. Further up the passage, you see a door on the east wall. You listen hard, but hear no sound. Do you want to open the door and investigate? If so, turn to page 223. If you want to walk further the passage, turn to page 300. Well, I'm really, really nosy. So let's go in. 
Uh, the door is firmly locked. You may try and force it open, or you may continue along the corridor. Um, let's try and force it open. We were, we were, we were, you know, we've been doing pretty good with our checks, even though we're kind of garbage at skill checks. Uh, so you charge the door, hitting it squarely with your shoulder, roll two dice. If the number rolled is equal or less than your skill score, the door opens. If the, the number exceeds your skill score, the door shutters but not budge, and you wince in pain as you hit the door, lose one stamina, and continue out the corridor. <sighs> Come on, snake eyes. No. Nine. Lose one stamina point. I'm down to 16 now. Okay. Uh, and continue on to page 300. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. 300. Okay, well, whatever that room, it's gone now. Uh, on the east uh, wall of the passage, you see another door, this time made of solid metal. Listening to the door, you hear a sound of torture screams coming from within. If you try opening the door, turn to page 102. If you decide to ignore this room, continue with the passage. Well, we can't, we can't allow someone to be tortured. We're, well, Donnie is a good guy, even though he's, you know, bad with a sword. The door is not locked and opens. The room in front seems to be a small torture chamber with various torture devices around the walls. In the center of the room, two small hunchback creatures are having their fiendish way with the dwarf, who is tied to a hook in the wrist with the ceiling. The two hunchbacks are poking and cutting him viciously with their swords. The dwarf lets out a final scream and falls silent, eyes closed. His captor make disappointing noises and look around angrily as at you as if it was your fault the dwarf has collapsed. You must ask quickly, will you close the door and quickly continue up the corridor? Draw your sword and try to fight the creatures. Uh, <laughs> Shire over to the dwarf. Give him a jab with your sword and put on an evil laugh for the torturers. We are not going to do that because we are not a monster. Even though in these books, like, it... It, it has you do things that are very odd and strange to be able to get like the right path and so like that choice might be the right choice to get something out of them which may come in later it's like the you know the old uh you know king's quest things like you forgot to pick up the paper clip in like the first scene so like at the end of the thing like you you can't get out of the locker room so you die it's kind of like that so but we're not a monster and we're gonna play this straight so we are going to fight the creatures turn to page 19 how dare they torture this person the two evil creatures are goblins. They attack one at a time. So they're just a bunch of filthy goblins. They got skill score of 5. Uh, so that's 9, 14, 10, 17. Yeah. So I cut the first goblin a little bit. That's uh, 3, 10, 6, 12. That's an 8 does damage to me. Um, let's cut the goblin again. Uh, so that's 8, 15, and 10, and 15, so we both do no damage. That time I'll get him to do a little bit more damage. Third time to charm. Uh, 7, no, he does more damage to me. <sighs> Isn't good, folks. I'm gonna die by goblins. I'm gonna die by goblins, folks. <sighs> okay, that time I, so I dropped the first goblin. Uh... Uh, attempt to attack the second goblin. So that's uh, four, eleven, five. So that so two points of damage. Cut him up. Cut him up again. Get him in the stomach of my sword. Pincushion. And that would be the last one. It just kind of like falls to the ground dead. Uh, but I lost half my stamina to that. That sucks. Uh, this dwarf. This dwarf better be thankful that I rescued him. So let's go to page three seventeen. You cut down the dwarf. He is, as you guessed, dead. Dang it! 
Going through the pockets of these two goblins, you find a large piece of sweet-smelling cheese. If you wish to take this with you, put it in your pack and leave them northwards. Put sweet-smelling cheese. Sweet-smelling cheese. You probably need that to give to, like, a giant rat or something. Uh, turn to page 303. Okay. You arrive at the end of the passage, uh, where it meets along going east-west. But an iron portcullis blocks your way, and no amount of charging is going to budge it. On the wall to the right, there are two levers, and it seems likely the levers have something to do with raising the portcullis. <gasps> this is the thing. Choose the right lever. So we are going to choose the right lever, turn to page 128. And not the left lever, because it's probably a trap. So 128... Uh, you hear a deep rumbling noise, and the ground begins to shudder. Slowly and noisily, the portcullis rise to the ceiling. You may walk uh, to the junction. Will you turn west or east? Uh, west, why not? Let's go 210. 210. Shortly along the pass, you arrive at another junction, where you either go straight ahead, westward, or northward. Uh, let's go northward, 357. We've got to get deeper into the mountain. We need to stop messing around, and we need to we need we need to get, we need to get to the treasure. Even though I don't know why we're doing this, uh, uh, you know, money, get rich, you know, get rich, die trying. The passage runs for some distance northward, and then starts to open a large cavern with rough walls. There appears to be no way through. We return to the junction or enter the cavern. Um, let's return to the junction. Uh, 269. Because if I remember correctly, I will say that I think there's actually a giant in this cavern, uh, and we're not going to fight him. Uh, that I think that's the one place that I did get in this book. I did get to this point, and the giant's like got like 9, like 10 skill, and he just beats you to death with a boulder. So we're not going to get beat to death with a boulder. We're going to return to the junction. Turn to page 269. Because I don't want to die at the junction. You arrive at the junction and turn westward. Turn to page 225. Okay. Yeah. 225. The passage continues westward and then turns due north. Hey, some way up you reach a junction where a narrow passage runs off west. We continue northwards or take the west way. Let's continue northwards. We need to get north. We need to get out deep in the mountain and find the warlock and put a pillow over his face at night so he asphyxiates and then we can take his treasure. But probably we'll end up having to, to fight him. So, uh, northward, turn to page 77. Several meters of the passageway, you arrive at a junction where you may either, either turn west or east. Set in the rock on the north wall is a small recess where you may rest and eat provisions without being seen. If you wish to take provisions here, do so. Uh-oh. I think you... Oh, actually, I think you can only eat provisions at certain places. Ugh. I'm kind of eating them anywhere. Um. So, yeah, let's eat some provisions. Put that back up to 14. Uh, and add another provision mark. It's three gone. Uh, afterwards, you may set off eastward or westward. Um... Uh, let's go eastward. Okay. You follow the passage eastward for several meters, and then it turns north. Shortly, you reach another junction where you either go straight on, turn to page 318, or turn right into an eastward passage that turns north. Let's go straight on to right away. I mean, we can always go back, unless it's a trap, and then we die, and then we can't. So, uh, 381. There's a lot of, like, moving around different passages in this book. Like, go here, do this. Is there a door? The passage is a wooden door, trimmed in iron. Various inscriptions adorn the door, but none makes you any sense to you. You listen, but hear nothing. You may enter the room or return to the junction. We're going to enter the room. 
Turn to page 84. Of course we're going to enter the room. I mean, why would we not enter the room? Okay. 84. Uh, uh, uh. The room was a small room, comfortably furnished with a table, several chairs, and a large bookcase covers one wall. Seated at the table is an old man with a long gray beard, and squatting on the old man's shoulders is a small winged beast. This isn't good. This creature is no more than six centimeters tall. It has two arms and legs. Its skin is dusty gray color. It has tiny, sharp white teeth and wings that are folded behind its back. The old man says nothing as you walk in through the door, but he beckons you over to sit down at the table. He is tossing in his hand two small white objects. Will you sit down as he tells you? Leave the room, return to the junction, draw your sword, and rush forward. Well, let's not be too hasty. So, like, he doesn't attack us right away, and he is old. But then again, he may be a wizard. Mm, I say, let's, let's hear him out initially what he has to say. You know, initially before we attack him. The old man does not look up from the table, but his devilish little pet eyes you suspiciously and start chattering in a small, squeaky voice. The old man grunts and asks you whether you are game for a wager. Will you accept? You may do so only if you have at least one gold piece with you. If you do, turn to page 130. If not, you may leave the room or attack the man. Let's... Donnie is a very lucky man. I say we go with the wager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The... The old man asks you your stake. You you bet between 1 and 20 gold pieces, but not more than you possess. He tosses the white dice uh, he has been playing with uh, to, to you and asks you to roll. Roll two dice, uh, one for yourself and one for the old man. The total is higher. If your total is higher, you win the amount and of your stake from the old man. If, you, if his total is higher, you lose your stake. You may continue for as long as you have gold pieces, and then leave through the door and return to the junction. At two points, your skill, stamina, and luck scores if you win. Uh, so basically, it's like a way to earn cash. But it's all completely random. So roll two dice for your, roll, roll two dice. One for yourself and one for the old man. So let's do it one, one, one for one. So we're going to bet one gold. White dice. So he gets it. So that's one gold missing. Let's do another gold. I get it this time. So that gold is back. And I'm just going to leave it here because I've got 25 gold and well, actually 26 gold. But I get two stamina and luck. So that's back up to 16. I mainly did it for the stamina because I, I got the stuff beat out of me by those goblins. Uh, turn to page 280. Okay. What's this guy doing here? Okay. Uh, so you... You ride back at the junction, and this time take the passage to the east. The passageway runs for several paces eastward, then turns north. Turn to page 311. Okay. And also, like, these these books are, like, you know, kind of make no sense, like, logically. Like, why is this guy here? Like, what's going on? He's just, like, in a room. That's fine. The passageway ends at a door, which you listen at but hear nothing. Try the handle. You find the door opens to a really large square room. The room is completely bare, but the floor is covered in mosaic of tiles. Two shapes stand out on the floor, a star-shaped tile and a hand-shaped tile. A door on the opposite wall is the only way through. Will you walk across the room to the door? Walk across the room stepping on only stars. Walk across the room stepping on only hands. Ugh. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to take a sip of coffee and think about this one. All right, so let's do a little bit of logic deductive reasoning. Hmm. So we're not going to walk across the room straight up. That's that's bonkers. That, 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 that just screams scythe death or like room-crushing death. Stars, um, or hands. Let's do hands. Turn to page 108. There's probably some type of, like, clue of what to do, but, you know, we didn't have it. 
Oh, uh, the moment your hand touches a hand tile, you feel a vice-like grip on your ankle and look down to see a ghostly white hand gripping your leg. <sighs> I guess that wasn't correct. Uh, you fight your balance and manage to regain it, but to your horror, you see that for every hand-shaped tile in the in the room, a similar apparition has appeared, and the floor across the door is now scattered with ghoulish hands flexing and snatching the air. You draw your sword and chop at the hand, resolve the battle. Uh oh, it's 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 not as skillful as me, but not by much. So, time to beat up the ghost hand. Okay, so one chop, two damage. Uh, it's eight. 11, so he does 2 damage to me. Back down to 14. I, I wasted my stamina, which I got from the guy. And that time I get him and buy one, barely. And cut the ghost hand. Turn to page 185. Okay. Dang it. Ghost hand. Alright, 185. The hand withers and shrinks back into the floor. At the same time, the other hands stop dead and slowly fade down one of the tiles. You decide this time to step on the star-shaped tiles. Yeah, and step carefully across the floor and they'll fall. The door opens. Add two luck points. Turn to page 162. Okay. Thanks, hands. The passage runs northward ahead, runs northward, and you follow this until you reach another junction. Here you may either continue northwards, or you may turn eastward. Well, we're going to continue to turn northwards. We need to get to the, the treasure. And going along not north is not getting the treasure. The passage ends in a solid doorway, and you are surprised to see a leather skirt tacked along the wall of the door. You listen here, nothing. Will you enter, or return to the junction? We're going to enter that room. 326. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. 326. Mm. You enter the room uh, with bare rocky walls. On the far wall hangs a golden key. There appears to no way through the room. Do you want to go for the key or leave it here and return to the junction? Okay, folks. So there's, there's something bad happen that's going to hurt me. And I'm probably going to have to test my luck or something, but I need that key. I need that key like, like nothing else. So we're going to try and go for the key. Turn to page 35. Yeah, let's turn to page 35. As you step into the room, the door swings shut behind you. As it closes, you hear a click and a hiss. From the center of the ceiling, a jet of gas is filling the room with acidic vapor. You breathe and cough deeply. You look at the door and then the key. Will you return to the door and escape quickly or hold your breath and dash for the key first? Let's try and dash for the key first, folks. We we need that key. Because if, if I'm correct, like we, we need that key. So turn to page 361. Okay. You snatch the key from the hook. It has number 125 inscribed on it, but 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 your lungs are bursting. Roll two dice. If the number is less or equal to your skill score, you make it across the room or to the door. If it exceeds your skill score, you are forced to take a breath of poison gas. Reduce your skill score by two and your scammer score by three. <sighs> Come on, snake eyes. Yes! It's below my skill score. I rolled a six. It's a seven. So uh, make it across the room. So I have a uh, gold key, 125. Gold key, 125. Okay, so then we will uh, turn to page 136. That could have been bad. I would have had to use my potion of skill. Uh, I knew it was a good reason to get that. You arrive at the door, struggle with the lock, and open the door. You burst out, closing the door behind you, and take several deep breaths. Return to the junction. Turn to page 229. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. Okay. You're right back at the junction. This time, turn right. Turn to page 69. Thanks. Thanks. 
Somewhere across the passage, the corridor bends around to the north and you follow until you reach another junction. At this junction, you see an arrow cut into the rock pointing to the north. You decide to try this direction. Turn to page 244. Well, you don't get much choice, and I'm going to get shot with an arrow in the stomach. Which sucks. Uh, the passage runs northward, and ahead you can hear the splashing of an underground river. <gasps> the river! The air becomes cold, cold and fresh. You soon reach a wide opening of the river bank, uh, but despair as you look across to see no way to the other side. To the east of the river flows through a cave in the rock. You may either sit, rest, and eat provisions, or continue what seems to be the only way forward, jumping into the river and swimming downstream. We are going to sit, rest, and eat provisions. Back up to 18, and one of those, and go to page 143. We are not going to jump in that river. Oh, damn it. Okay, so there's a picture of a giant worm on this, and I'm guessing that this worm attacks me. You squat in the sandy bank. As you prepare your meal, you notice a movement in the sand a couple of meters to your left. The movement being quite turbulent as you spring to your feet, sword ready. Suddenly, a large tubular head breaks the surface, twisting around in air and picking up your scent. A smooth segment of the giant sandworm rears up and sways over in your direction. As it does, a large orifice with short spiky teeth opens with must be a head. You must do battle with the creature. I don't want to do battle. Um. Okay, so if you win, turn to page 4-4. If you want to escape, after three rounds, you may dive into the river and swim downstream. To have lost the provisions, you start to eat. Uh, well, let's, I mean, let's fight it. Let's, it's going to be a straight roll because I got seven, it's got seven. So it's basically luck of the draw here, folks. Uh, six plus eight. Nope, does two damage to me. Let's try and, oh yeah, that time I do damage to it. So it has five stamina. Uh, we both, we both clash, do more damage. That's a 12. I do more damage. Now it's got three. Do more damage. Now it's got one point. And I and I, and I, and I step on his gross sandy head. If you win, turn to page 44. Yes, die, sandworm, die. And I eat that provision. Nom, 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 nom. Okay. Uh, panting after the struggle, you sit down and collect yourself and visit the provision you started. Eventually, you pack your bag and wade into the stream. Page 399. Oh, so, like, I have to get in the river. That's... Not what I want to do, but there's no choice. The current is strong and takes you swiftly downstream. You are washed along the narrow opening out into a large cavern with the banks on both sides. The current washed to the south bank. Turn to page 218. Okay, you got it. Ooh, okay. Okay. You are at the south bank of an underground river facing its black depths. There appears to be four ways of crossing. To your left, a rusted bell uh, bears the thing. Fairy service, two gold pieces, please ring. There's a small raft in front of you on the bank with a long stick resting beside it. You could punt across the river. A rickety bridge crosses on the right. If you don't trust any of these, you may swim. Which will you choose? I'm going to ring the bell. I got, I got gold. Ring the bell. That bell gives a dull clang. After a few moments, you see a withered old man climb into a small rowing boat moored on the north bank. He rows slowly across to you uh, and limps towards you. He asks for three gold pieces. When you protest at the price, he mumbles some flimsy use about inflation. <laughs> he begins to get angry at your protesting. Do you pay him the three gold pieces or threaten him? Oh, no, we pay the three gold pieces, so 272. You don't threaten the help, especially ones that are ferrying across the river. 
He calms down, takes the gold, deducts this from your gold, and rows across the north bank. After mooring the boat, he ambles off down the path down the passageway. Turn to page seven. So that's three gold. So now I have twenty. Uh, let's just minus that gold piece. So uh, twenty-three gold. And well, the passageway. Turn to page number seven. Okay, I'm actually getting quite farther than I have before in this book, folks. Uh, you're on the north bank of a fast-flowing river in a large underground cabin. Turn to page 214. I knew that. Why are you going to keep telling me these things? Okay. Facing northwards, the rock face is smooth and glitzing with moisture. Moss of many different hues grows on the surface. There is an eerie silence, uh, punctuated only by a splashing of the river that flows behind you. You have three options. A passage runs off to the northwest. If you take this route, turn to page 271. A large timber door is directly in front of you in the middle of the rock face. If you open the door, turn to page 104. Another passage runs out along the river eastward. To follow this along the riverbank, turn to page 99. We gotta go for the door. Turn to page 104. I'm opening that door. There's gotta be something in there. It's probably a monster. Okay, you find yourself in a short, narrow passageway with a door up ahead of you. You can try this door. Turn to page 49. Mm. Yeah, let's do that. Poor name. The door squeaks open on rusty hinges. The room is dark and your eyes begin to adjust themselves. As you close the door behind you, you hear a scuffling in the room. But before you can react, a blow to your head knocks you senseless. Lose stamina points and turn to page 122. Stupid thing. 122. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy, that's not good. Okay. There's like four like zombie skeleton picture here. Okay. You wake with a throbbing head and look around. The room is about eight meters square. The doors to the north and south. You have been dumped in the southwest corner. Staying most of the center of the room are four men. At least they appear to be men. Their skin is gray-green color. Their clothes are tattered and torn, and they are staring vacantly at the ceiling. One carries a club, one carries a scythe, one an axe, and one a pick. They are ignoring you completely. Around the room are various peasant-style weapons, pitchforks, axes, pointy sticks, etc. One or two shields and several barrels. In the northeast corner is a human corpse with a sword in one hand and a shield in the other. You move your hand and head to feel the signs of blood and relieved to find that you are not bleeding. But as your hand moves, a strange creature in the center of the room turns his eyes down towards you. Do you try to talk to them? Jump to your feet and charge them with your sword. Scramble for an exit. Turn to the south door. Um... Try and talk to them. I'm 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 injured. My skill's not good. Let's try let's try and talk to them. 268. They're probably gonna be like, ah, we're killing machines. Um Their vocabulary is limited to a series of moans and groans. They appear not to be intelligent at all. Furthermore, your conversation merely serves to attract their attention to you. They grip their weapons, looks through they will have to fight them. However, there's a slim chance you can make it to the door if you came through. If you want to try for that door, turn to page 13. If you've resigned yourself to battle, turn to page 282. We're not fighting four dudes. That's just not happening. Uh, so we're going to try to turn to page 13. We're going to try and get out. Yeah, we're not. We're not fighting four dudes. It ain't happening. So your head hurts and you feel dizzy as you rise to your feet. The four men stern to action move towards you in a single file with weapons ready. You grope your way down the wall for the south door, but it will be touch and go uh, whether you make it. Your foot slips on a loose pebble and you fall to the ground. Before you can regain your footing, the creatures are upon you. Turn to page 282. Oh, so it's like, it's like, it's like, you ain't fight, you fighting, yo. You ain't, you ain't gonna do it. You can't get it. 
Uh, the four creatures shuffling towards you are mindless zombies. Their vacant eyes suggest their actions are controlled by a will which is not their own. You are too dizzy to think properly, but you must act quickly. The first zombie reaches you and prepares to swing his club. You must fight him. Uh, if you, if you defeat the first zombie, add two luck points and turn to face the other three. Fight each in turn. Okay. Alright. Alright, now, I, now, now I'm gonna, hold on, I have to actually look about, like, adding luck in battles. Uh, in battles, okay, so, you may test your luck or above, if you are lucky, subtract two, what is the creature's stamina, uh, but if you are unlucky, blah, 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 Okay, so I can reduce my damage to me and inflict more damage onto them, which I have been loath to do because my luck is so high and I want to keep it high. But like this is this is this is this is go town. So alright, so let's fight him out. So he's got the same thing as me, so it's basically a dice roll. Ooh, and I get him. So and then I so I got two points and I'm gonna test my luck and I make it. Uh, and so then I am going to do an extra two points. Now it's four points of damage. Um, then I'm going to do it again. Uh, eight and eight. Um, both kind of clash and do nothing. Uh, five and four. Okay, so I drop him. Boom! Add two luck points and turn to face the other three. Fight and turn. So my luck points are back up. Uh, and now I can... I can fight him. And I'm feeling gutsy, so I think I'm going to fight him. So first zombie with a scythe... Um, that's nine and nine. So I beat him because I got the extra one because he has a skill of six. So and then I can uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna test my luck on these guys so I can I can down them quickly. So eight, yeah. So at, back down to ten. So cut him down. So I only have to do a little one more hit point of damage to him, uh, which I do. Ooh, I rolled a forty, roll a three. So I drop the, drop the zombie with a scythe. Um, now I have to beat the zombie with a pick. Uh, nine and nine. I do damage. Uh, I'm also gonna roll luck. <gasps> I fail at luck. I rolled eleven. I have a ten. What does that mean? Okay, it's your stamina. Okay, but if you are unlucky, you must restore one point to creature stamina. Okay, so we just I just do I I tested my luck. So now it's down to nine, and so it. So I only do one point. So he's at like five instead. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Okay. So eight, ten, fifteen, ten, sixteen. Oh, he does two points of damage to me. Uh oh. It's not going good, folks. Zombie with the pick is really getting me. Uh, so seven, eight. So that does both damage. Statistically, I should be beating him. Okay. So he's down to. Th he's down to. Th Three. I'm gonna test my luck again. I do it. Back down to eight. But he is down to one one point. So one more will down him. Uh, so that's seven. Ten. He does another two points to me. Let's try it again. Eight, six. Okay. So boom. Drop that one. And now I gotta fight the one with the axe. Okay. Come on. Daddy doesn't want to die with a bunch of zombies. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Alright, I'm down to eight stamina. Balls. Okay, let's try it again. Okay, so nine plus nine. Okay, I do damage, so he's down to three stamina. Uh, three, seven, down to two stamina, six. Okay. 
Another two stamina. Oh, and if I press my luck this time, I can kill him. Okay, I'm gonna press it. Ugh, I'm down to seven luck, but I kill all of them. If you defeat all four, turn to page 115. That sucked. I'm down to six stamina. Oh, that sucked. Okay. Dang it. Uh, all right, turn to page 115. The poor wretches lying dead at your feet almost look happy to relieve the burden of life, but as you look down at them, you sense that they are not the only ones to know of their death. Looking around the room, you may investigate the weapons lying around. Go over to the dead body in the northeast corner. Check the barrels. Uh, well, we're going to go over the dead bodies. Uh and check them, the dead body, to see if there's anything that dead body has. Because these guys ain't got nothing. They're just a bunch of gross peasants. Okay. So, uh, you check the body. The poor wretch is obviously caught in the same uh, way that you were, but his weaker skull shattered at the club's blow. He wears a suit of leather armor no better than you uh, own, holds a wooden shield on one wrist, and clutches a steel-bladed sword in one hand. In his pocket are eight gold pieces, and his neck is a silver crucifix. So we are going to take those eight gold pieces, the 31, and put a silver crucifix. Okay. Uh, you may take uh, any two of these items you wish. Write them on your equipment list and turn to page 221. Also, I'd like also add one luck and one skill point. So I'm back up to eight. Skill slot seven. Turn to page 221. Okay. Hmm. What are the mysterious items you have collected? Uh, okay. Okay. So, oh. Oh, I can, I, I can take two of them. Um, well, I'm not gonna take the gold. I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave the gold. Okay, I get. It. I can only take two. Well, I'm obviously gonna take the sword and the crucifix. Uh, with a mystery. Okay, which is none. Oh, first on the on the equipment list will be the sword. Turn to page twenty-seven. The sword is enchanted and will aid you in battle. Yes! As long as you use the sword, you may increase your skill by two points. Baller. Baller. Uh, you may also add two points to your current skill value. Add two points to your luck for finding the sword. Baller! Back to ten. Um... Throw your old sword away and turn to page 319. If you'd rather keep your own sword, leave your skill... Oh, no, we're not going to leave your own sword. Turn to page 319. We are not We're taking the enchanted sword. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. To find the secret of the second item you haven't collected, turn page 221. Okay. So, 221. Okay. So, I took the crucifix. Turn to page 170. Okay. The crucifix is, is solid silver and worth four gold pieces. Record this on your adventure sheet and turn to page 319. So it's rolled four gold pieces. Turn to page 319. Okay. Well, I guess it's all right. Okay. If you have already investigated both items, turn to page 81. Okay, so I can only I can only have two items. Fine. I'll take those. In noise towers, you promptly leave the room quickly. You walk up to investigate the north door. Turn to page 205. I'm actually, like, I am completely out of my element here, folks. Like, I don't know, like, what's next. Like, I've never gotten this far. I'm kind of very excited. And I'm kind of, deep down, deep down, there's a secret part of me that says, like, yeah, Chris, you can, you can do it. You can finish the book. Like, you can get all the way to the end. But I really know that, like, there's some kind of pit trap or something that's going to get me. 
The door opens, you find yourself in a dark crypt of some kind. Uh-oh. The room is very large. At one end is an altar and various coffins strewn about the room. There's a door behind you to the south wall and also one to the west wall. If you want to investigate the room, turn to page 254. If the place gives you the creeps, you can leave by the west door. Let's investigate the room. And you know why? Because I got the silver crucifix. The silence is deathly. A slow drip startles you as you creep around the coffins. The altar is ornately carved and studded with jewels. Brutally woven tapestries hang from the walls, so they are threadbare in places. There are three coffins in the room. A creaking noise uh, makes you whirl around, and the light from the lantern falls on the largest coffin. It is opening. Knew it. I knew it. As you watch, a tall man with a white face sits upright. His eyes open and fall on you. His expression changes from tranquility to one of abject hate. His mouth opens and a terrifying hiss comes from his throat. His teeth are like a wolf-like. He beckons you to come over. Do you approach as he wishes? Draw your sword and prepare to write. Reach in your bag uh, for another means of attack. Or the west door. Uh, let's reach in your bag for another means of attack. Turn to page 279. Okay. The creature is a vampire. You have various lines of attack. Your soul will do little to deal damage. A crucifix will hold him at bay, but will not kill him. If you have either of these, you may you may use it to get through the west door, 380. If you are determined to kill the vampire, you must overpower it and drive a wooden stake through its heart. If you have a wooden stake and wish to try and kill the vampire... Uh... Oh, no, no. So, we're, so hold the crucifix, you know, and he's... Like, and we'll go to 380 and we're getting out of here. There's no way we're fighting a vampire. That's not happening. You're at the narrow east-west corridor. Looking westward, you can see a crossroads ahead. You go to the crossroads. Turn to page 37. Yeah, so we we, 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 we get out of Dodge. Like, yeah, nobody's business. Uh, so standing at the crossroads, you can either go north or west or south. We go north. 366. We need to get deeper into the mountain. Like as deep as we can get. 366. Uh, okay. There's, th th I didn't realize that because uh, I only read like a little bit into this book. But there's a lot of like you reach a corridor, you reach a door, you reach a da da da, which is it's not the it's not the greatest. But like you know, I could see how it'd be like this. Is like this, this is like a dungeon dungeon crawler. Like this is dungeon crawl book. You are following a passageway which leads ahead to the north. After several meters have been sharply to the east. Continue eastward until it eventually comes across a narrow opening in the north wall. You may go through the opening or continue eastward. Let's continue through the opening. I mean, come on. I mean, we need, we I, we gotta go north. That's where this thing is, I think. Okay. Uh, you climb to the opening and find yourself at the top of a narrow staircase leading downwards. Cautiously, you descend the stairs. Turn to page 286. You're damn right we do. Okay. Okay. The narrow staircase is cut into rock, and there are about 20 steps leading down. The bottom of the steps passageway leads into a large open chamber. The chamber stinks of putrefying flesh. The smell is so bad that you are tempted to turn back. Three bodies lie in the chamber. You may search the bodies, tiptoe quietly through the room. What will you do? Something killed these bodies. Something, 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 something killed these things. And I'm guessing it's still here. We're going to try and tiptoe through the room. Because, my goodness, like, I don't want to fight whatever killed three people. Okay. 107. You tiptoe through the room, up a narrow staircase, ending at the top of the stairs in the passage. That was easy, you think. You begin to have second thoughts about whether it would have been worthwhile to search the bodies. If you want to return and search the bodies, starting with the third, turn to page 148. If you want to press on to the nice side. Ooh, okay. Now, see? All right. 
I'm putting down this book for a second. We have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics here. So, thinking what the author had in mind, is he A, trying to get me to go back because he's like, hey, I'm giving a little like pat on the back and say, you're probably going to need something these guys have to finish this quest. Or B, is he saying like, oh, you made it through. Are you sure you don't want to get that sweet treasure and then go back and like just slime fall from the ceiling and kill me? So, I mean, but the thing is, I the risk is too high of me not finding something that I need on these bodies than the risk of fighting something. Oh, I got six stamina, though. I do have ten luck. All right, let's turn and search the bodies. Let's go big. Let's go big. Come on. 148. Okay. You search the body, try to avoid looking at the terrible face, gray and decomposing. Maggots crawl through his nose and mouth. You jump back, startled when his eyes flick open. Just in time, you avoid a vicious slash from his long, sharp fingernails. It quickly springs to his feet, its eyes with sadistic leers straight across his mouth. Turn to page 230. Oh, you beepity beep boop. Uh, uh-oh. The creature now standing before you is a semi-decayed man. His eyes quick dart from side to side, watching you. His long tongue lashes out with hissing noise. His teeth and nails are sharp, and he doesn't seem to be afraid of your weapon. He is a ghoul. Uh, he has the ability to paralyze you if he scores four separate wounds on you during battle. So beware. If you defeat him, if he kills you... Oh. Ugh. Sickle. Okay. I mean, this could be it for Donnie the Brave, because he's got an eight... No, because I got the magic sword. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just come back. All right. So I am a little. I am a little bit more skilled than him, but my stamina is junk. So I have to. I ha I have to. I have to. I have to get him like now. So uh, one. So that's seven. He got seven, but I got one more point than him. So I get him. I'm gonna test my luck. I get it. So my luck is nine, but I do four points of damage to him. So I'm gonna try and get him again. I get him again, and I'm I'm gonna attempt to test my luck again because then I can drop him. Uh, Cause I can't afford to lose any more stamina. I test my luck. It goes back down to eight, and I drop the ghoul. Okay. Uh, if you defeat him, turn to page three ninety. Yeah, like I I gotta be. <laughs> man, I I'm actually really nervous. Before I was just like, whatever, we'll just do this thing and we'll just go through it. And I'm so, but now I'm like starting to like get into it and like I got all this stuff and <laughs> started to sweat it out. Like I got six damn. Like I can't, we can't go down like this. The gold twitches and dies at your feet. You search his body and find a little interest. A couple of earrings worth one gold piece. So earrings, earrings, one GP. Uh, are more his pockets. You may take these. If you haven't already searched the first body, do so and find five gold pieces. You also take. You may also stop here, rest, and eat provisions. You can add two luck points for killing the ghoul. Baller. I'm going to eat the provisions, get back up to ten. Uh, now you may either press northward or search the second body. I have to. I have to. I have to do it. You search the second body and find eight gold pieces, a bottle of liquid, and an old piece of parchment. You may take these items to read the parchment, turn to page 22. To test the liquid, turn to page 363. So let's read. So we got we got liquid. I'm going to put ghoul and parchment. 
I'm going to read the parchment, because that is actually probably going to be very important. It's probably going to give me some clue not to get murdered somewhere. So read the parchment, turn to page 212. Okay. I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay. The parchment is well-worn and almost illegible. It is a map of some sort, headed the Maze of Zagor. You can make little sense of it. I'll throw a room to the north is marked dot 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 gr another to the east is marked sm dot 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 p dot 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 le okay i'm actually going to write that down that seems like something that's important so dot 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 gre sm dot 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 p dot 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 le whatever the hell that means you fill the paper put in your pocket if you do not have tested the liquid you wish to do so to raise 369 Otherwise, you can make your way northwards. Well, I am really injured, so I'm hoping that it's like some kind of potion to restore my stamina. I'm really risking it here, folks. That could be poison. Let's turn to page three sixty nine. I mean, we have to, we have to we have to go. Uh, you swallow some of the liquid. Turn to page one hundred nine. Oh, fudge. Okay. Uh, the liquid is smooth water. You drink it, you begin to glow. You feel euphoric and a little drunk at the same time. Your confidence goes and your worries disappears. The bottle contains holy water, blessed by the overpriest of Kanaleshma. It restores your stamina almost to full strength. Increase your stamina to two points below your initial stamina. <sighs> Pays off. Uh, if your stamina was already higher than this, leave it as is. You are strong enough. Uh, add points to your current skill to take a total to one point under your initial skill. You may add four luck points for making such a lucky find. Oh, so I'm back up to, like, top luck, 11. Okay. Uh, you already looked at the parchment. Uh, if you have not, you may look at it. So uh, let's go northward to page 120. Okay. I don't like this because I'm getting more and more stuff and like getting like more and more lucky that it's making me really nervous. So you leave the chamber, walk down a short passage, and reach the staircase going up. You climb the stairs and arrive at a top passageway. Turn to page 197. Okay. 197. Okay. At the top of the stairs, uh, the passage turns sharply to the east. As you pause to get your bearings, you, you hear a creaking in the rock behind you. Spin around in time to see a heavy portcullis drop to seal off the passageway behind you. Your only way now is forward. You may either press forward or may check the walls for secret passages. Well, if it asks, I'm going to do it. 295. Check for secret passages. Because, I mean, my goodness. Uh, you find no secret passage. However, your exploration attracts some sort of creature. And you listen, you can hear something coming down the corridor towards you. To find out what sort of wandering monster you have come across, turn to page 161. You must fight the creature and defeat it. And you may press on the passageway 48. However, at section... At section 161, you will not be allowed. You will not be told where to progress to. So write down 48 now, so you'll know where to go after 161. What? 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 Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me get a piece of paper here. All right. So you must fight the creature. If you defeat it, you may press down the passageway returning to page 48. Uh, at section 161, you're never told where to go. So write down. Write down 48. Okay. So write down to page 48. And now we got to go to 161. Oh, is this like some kind of roll for what kind of monster you got? Oh, that sucks. Okay. Oh, it is. It's one of these damn things. Okay. Yeah, so one of these things. So basically, as I travel through the passageway, I have to like go back here and roll on it to fight a monster and then go back. It's one of these guys. Okay. Make sure you've noted the reference structure on the last page. You return to the reference after dealing with the creature you encounter. 
You're tapping and scratching the rock face as you search the secret doors and passageways down through the dungeon corridors. Can I do it quietly? Various creatures, well I guess I am kind of a fighter and not a thief, so various creatures roam freely through the underworld and noise have just attracted the attention of one of the following monsters. Roll one die, consult the table below, and to find out what has come to investigate. Wait, the creature is normal. Wandering monsters never carry any treasure. You defeat the monster, return your reference if noted. Okay, oh, jeez. So we got a goblin, orc, gremlin, giant, rat, skeleton, and troll. Why does a troll have less stamina than the rest of these guys? Alright, roll 1d6. 5. I fight a skeleton. It has 6 stamina, or 6 skill and 5 stamina. Okay, so a skeleton kind of pops out. Uh, it's 11, 11. I got 9, so do 2 points of damage. Uh, 11, roll 10, 2 points of damage, uh, 10, and 9. So I beat the skeleton to death, crushed to death, and now I turn to page 48, because that was what it told me to do before. So, you're in the east-west corridor. If you go east, you will turn northwards. If you go this way, turn to page 391. If you go west, turn to page 60. we got to continue going north. 391, continue north. We go north. North, north, north. North, north, north. So, you're at the south end of a north-south corridor. Looking northwards, you see a passage coming off from the east wall. Do you want to, to go up to this passage? Check for secret passages. You walk northwards or go south, following a bend to the west. Let's check for secret passages again. I think that could be uh, beneficial. As you try the wall to the passageway, secret door opens along the west wall. Turn to page 177. Yes. Secret passage. Yes. So what was it? 177? Yeah, 177. Okay. You are standing in a north-south passage. To the north, you can see a passage off to the east. To investigate, turn to page 52. To the south, the passage turns westward. You may go in the... To the southern end of the pass by turning to 391. In the west wall in front of you is a secret door. To go through this, turn to page 175. We are going to the secret door. You are standing in a narrow corridor. Behind you is a secret door to the east. Ahead of you is a crossroads. To go through the door, turn to page 177. To walk the crossroads, turn to page 377. Well, hold on, hold on. What? Alright, so... Uh, in the west wall in front of you is a secret door. To go through this, turn to page 175. You so go there. You're standing in a narrow corridor. Behind you is a secret Okay, so behind you is a secret door. Uh, to walk the crossroad, turn to page 267. Okay, so we want to do that. Not That's like turning back. Okay. Okay. You now stand at the crossroads. To go north, south, east, west. Uh, north, 312. We went north. Has been pretty good so far. So let's continue going north. You follow a long north passage which goes north, then west, then north again, and eventually you find yourself at a crossroads. Turn to page 308. Let's go north again. Turn to page 54. Oh, is this some kind of freaking maze? Oh, no. Am I at a maze? Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. You are standing outside a door at the north end of a north-south passage. To go south, turn to page 38. To go through the door, turn to page 179. So we go north. You have entered a large square room. Broken pottery lies scattered all about. One large clay vase is untouched and clear, clear liquid. A large bowl is full of gold coins. As you enter the room, the door slams behind you, and you swing around to face a strange-looking creature, half-man, half-bull, who is glaring at you. He's a minotaur, and he is stalking towards you. He lowers his head, horns pointing to your chest, and charges. You must fight him. 
After three attacks, you maneuver yourself uh, and you maneuver yourself round to be able to run through the door. If you wish to escape this time, turn to page 54 and and pay the penalty. If you are continue fighting and kill him, turn to page 258. If you have already been in this room on this adventure and kill the Minotaur, you find it empty. Leave to turn to 54. Oh, so, oh my goodness, I should have been making a map because this is, um, like, it, it, it goes back and forth, and, oh, jeez, dang it, because now I'm, I'm like, I, I, I might be getting lost here. Uh, okay, well, we're gonna fight the Minotaur, and he is tough. He's got the same skill as me, and nine stamina. Okay. So, and we'd four and four, so no damage to each other. Ooh, he does two points of damage to me. But luckily, I got that potion. So I do two damage to him. So he's at seven. Um, I don't want to burn any luck yet. I want to keep my luck high. So five to seven. He does another two points of damage to me. If I take any more damage, I'm going to start using luck to beat this guy to death. Uh, so that's seven and seven. That's seven and seven. That's five and nine. Okay, now, now I'm gonna start. I'm, I, I've taken damage. I gotta, I gotta get this guy down. So that's eight and seven. I'm gonna try and burn some luck, and I make it. So he takes four points of damage. So he's at three now, uh, and I burn my luck to ten. So ten and eight. He takes another two points of damage to one. Uh, eight. And eight. Wow. Okay, so I dropped the Minotaur. Kind of, you know, just the sword. And man, this picture, like, he's looking beefy. He's got, like, a 12-pack, and he's just, like, looking ruthless. Uh, but I I, I put him down. You know, I say, uh-oh, bedtime for Minotaur. <laughs> All right. Uh, da -da -da. If you kill him, turn to page 258, which I do. I'm going to kill that guy. Okay. You sort through the broken pot and find little of interest. The liquid looks, smells, and tastes like water. The coins in the pot are, f are, are a fraud. Eight genuine gold pieces lie on the surface of the pile, and you may take these, but underneath they're merely painted uh, painted pieces of the pot. So eight more. Uh, so we got uh, 36 now. Uh, as you tip the vase out, it slips and breaks. A relic-colored key appears inside a false bottom of the bowl. You may take this key as inscribed with 111. Okay, so red key... I haven't used any of these keys yet. Uh, you may rest here and eat provisions. You must add two luck points for defeating the Minotaur. You better believe we're going to rest and eat provisions. So we're up to 16. Luck up back to 11. Uh, leave the room. Turn to page 54. Okay, so that was actually okay. The Minotaur fight wasn't that bad, even though he looked all he all looked all hot and all the great party. Okay, so you are standing outside the door to the north end of a southwest passage to go south, 308, to go through the door, turn to page 179. Let's go through the door. Come on. We need to go north. North, north, north. North, north, north. North, north. Oh, hold on. Okay, that was the wrong one. So that so I'm getting I'm getting lost here. So that was actually the Minotaur room. So we don't want to go uh uh north. We want to actually go south, which is 308, which is a different way. Okay, so 308. <sighs> Standing at crossroads. Alright, I didn't want to have to map this stupid thing out, but I'm going to have to, otherwise we're going to be stuck in this loop forever, going round and round and round and round. 
You're standing at a crossroad. To the west, the passage goes a few meters and turns northward. To the north, the passage ends at a door. To the east, the passage continues eventually turns southward. Uh, looking south, the passage goes on as far as you can see. Okay, so so let's go. I'm just going to draw things so north, south, east, or west, east. Okay, so let's try going east, 354. Okay. So, so right, we're so we're gonna start here. So we go east. Um, you're standing at a bend in the passage where you may either go west or south. Uh, so if we go west, uh, or we can go south. If you want to check for a secret passage on the way westwards, oh, jeez, oh, asking for uh, if I can do this. You know what? This is getting a little long here, folks. I didn't think this was gonna last for. 30 minutes. I thought we'd be dead in 30 minutes. We're going on like an hour 20. So what we're going to do is I think I'll cut it here for like part one and then we'll go on to part two and see how long it is. It'll probably be like five minutes. I'll probably die in a pit or something. So, all right. So, uh, so yeah, so Donnie the Brave is really, really actually cutting it up pretty good. So we'll see you in the next part, folks. Uh, hopefully we can actually reach the end of this quest. I have a sneaking suspicion that we won't, but you know, hope springs eternal. <laughs> all right. Good night, folks.